Uh, many people uh, were spent yesterday afternoon talking about what's going on south of the border with the stunning news that there has been a draft that was leaked that could actually overturn Roe versus Wade and the right for women to have uh, control and um, autonomy over their own bodies and get get access to an abortion. And we know that that puts women in a dangerous spot because if you are, uh, even if abortion is banned, it's not going to stop you from getting it. It's going to put you in danger when you go to seek an abortion. And we don't want to go backwards. We'd like to keep moving forwards if we can. So uh, it's not a great uh, look stateside for women's rights and uh, in general. And we'll get to that in a matter of minutes. But I want to welcome on to the show Molly Jong Fast, who is a writer at The Atlantic and host of the New Abnormal podcast. Welcome to the show. Good to have you back. Thanks for having me back. Listen, I, I originally wanted to reach out to you before this Roe versus Wade uh, possible uh, upheaval that might go on in your country in uh, by June, in fact. And I wanted to reach out to you because you have been doxxed by none other than the man that wants to buy Twitter, Elon Musk. Um, doxing, if, if people are unaware, it's when you publish private or identifying information about someone on the Internet. Typically, it's their address probably, with uh, malicious intent to facilitate harassment. Can you tell us a little bit about this and how this has left you feeling? I mean, it's certainly an interesting phenomenon. Um, I criticize, so basically I went on MSNBC on the Maddie Hassan show, who's a very smart anchor and, a, and quite a good friend of mine. Uh, and we ta- we were on a, doing a panel on Elon and I said something which I actually think is really, it's funny because uh, with this culture, they're always trying to sort of, conservatives are always trying to get liberals for saying something outrageous on television and to sort of get them. Uh, but what I said, I actually think is really quite right, which is I said that when a lot of times when old, when men get older and very successful and wealthy, they tend to get very kind of afraid of young people. And they said, you know, they become anti-woke, Right. And if you look at the 1960s in America, that was something, right? Like you had these older people who would say that the hippies were, you know, terrible. And you know what I mean? There was a sort of anti-youth culture. And I actually think that is what's happened with Musk and with Bill Maher and and those type of men. Um, And so I said that. And then a clip was posted online as a sort of gotcha because they case was made that I come from a wealthy family, and so I am in no position to criticize a person for being rich. Now, I would like to point out, I didn't criticize him for being rich. I criticized this sort of culture of these affluent men uh, saying that younger people are, you know, this sort of fear of new ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's not, you know... I, I tend to not like hypocrisy so much, so I would not lie about who I am. I, I, I don't think of myself as particularly rich, and I'm certainly not anywhere near as wealthy as any of the, as you know all of those people. But yeah, um, it, you know, it's I mean, it's not an it's not a it it you know it's a it's a perfectly valid criticism in my mind, yeah. and well, it was fine. I just I don't want to get 
all the trolls. <laughs> that was sure. so fun. But and I, you know, what, what, what freaks me out, out about this is this is the man that is possibly going to uh, single-handedly be responsible for Twitter if he owns it uh, privately, and he's doxing people. I mean, what does that say about freedom of speech and where this platform could go? That, to me, is uh, the, is very worrying. I mean, it's worrying that your address was posted because I just think that is just an awful thing to do. It's 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 well, appalling doxing somebody, but also worrying yeah, that, mean, that where where is this platform going to go? Yeah, I mean, I, certainly that's a problem. And if that does, and if the platform does become like 4chan, I assume people will find something that will be the new Twitter. Or that's mm-hmm. you know Twitter without the hate speech. I mean, that that's what the I mean. these platforms are not, they're, you know, they're sticky until they're not, right? So there's certainly an opportunity to to start other platforms, and perhaps this is the moment that there needs to be a Twitter that doesn't have hate speech and that has fixed some of the other issues that Twitter has. I mean, there's no reason why, I mean, it's interesting to me, in my mind, that, you know, look, the content moderation on the platform is certainly a problem. I'm not sure that Elon has completely figured out how he's going to do it because there are people who have spent, you know, the last 20 years trying to puzzle over this. It's not an easy question. Mm -hmm. The other thing I would say that I think is really problematic for him is that he has all of these factories in China um, for the Tesla. And so content moderation, you know, China is is, is not so much for the free speech. So I don't know how they're going to, how he's going to manage that. that when he, right, he's going to own this enormous, quote unquote, free speech platform, but be beholden to a country that does not believe in free speech. So I, I, I wonder how that, how that goes. Look, I mean, if I were Elon Musk, I would not buy this platform. It's completely crazy. He has a lot of money. He has a, a very successful car company. Why he wants this problem, I have no idea, but maybe it works. I mean, And he can I get out for, for the low, low cost of a billion dollars because he's the richest man right. in the world. Um, can I turn our attention to something else that's yeah. going on south of the border? I mean, it was really a disturbing day for women in the States. And I think yeah, even in yeah, Canada yeah. here, looking at what's going on in uh, just in our neighbor's backyard here, the fact that Roe versus Wade may be overturned. And if there are people at home right now or in your cars thinking, well, you know, I believe in uh, in a, a child's right to be uh, born, um, 71% of Canadians actually believe in a, women's, a woman's right to choose and the yeah. right to uh, have an abortion. I think the numbers are a little bit yeah. lower in the States, but I think it's something like 59%. No, it's more. I mean, 60, around 60 maybe a little bit more even believe that Roe should not be overturned. I mean, I think it's more. I think it's almost 70% believe that Roe should not be overturned. Look, there are lots of conversations about when they think, you know, what when it's appropriate. I mean, remember, uh, there are a lot of people who don't believe, you know, most people believe in the first trimester abortion because these are, you know, a, a clump of cells. I think a lot of people don't, you know, believe in in some limits to abortion. Um, but and, and so there's a lot of gray area there. But largely, people feel that women should have a chance to end their own pregnancies and and that they should have bodily autonomy. And and I would also add, like, 
you know, there's that first trimester is, is you know, and the first to the mid, I mean, even a lot of conservative states are now going, you know, there, a lot of people believe, most people in America believe that women should have the right to raise mm-hmm. over their own body. So what happened? And, Did the Democrats really mess up when they, uh, you know, uh, allowed for uh, Trump's choice for the Supreme Court? I mean, and, and are is this time for Biden to say, you know what, I'm adding more judges. If you're going to play dirty, we're going to play dirty now. Like, do, what has to happen in your country in order to um, right the ship, uh, for lack of a better word? Well, so what? So Trump was able to install three justices, one for Scalia's seat, one for um, the the seat of uh, Scalia, Alita, um yeah, there were three seats, and one, and the last one was for Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and that was actually installed while people were already voting. Mm-hmm. So there's a case to be made that there were two seats that were actually kind of taken from Democrats. Um, it, Mitch McConnell is very smart about doing this, and he is sort of how this happened. Um, should should Democrats put more seats in the court? Yes. Will they? No, because they are not brave. And and I wish they were, and I wish mm. they would do that, but they won't. Um, what else could happen? There are a lot of things that could happen. The Senate could could create a filibuster, could carve out a filibuster, you know, sort of free. Uh, you know, the, all all of these rules are kind of very flexible. These Senate rules, and you know. People will say, oh, well, these are the rules, but they're really, you know, there's a lot of carve-outs. So what they could do is the House has ratified Roe. They could, uh, in the Senate, uh, they could take that bill and pass it. Again, when you have a 5-3 Supreme Court, at the end of the day, they can knock over every, anything. They can overrule anything. They already overruled the Obama Clean Water Act, and they mm-hmm. did it on the shadow docket. I mean, the reason we saw Roe, that Roe was going to get overturned, we saw it last year. I knew it in September when they let that crazy Texas law with the bounties that limited abortion to six weeks. I knew when they let that stand that they were going to overturn Roe. I mean, I just think that this uh, leak showed us what we all knew already. You wrote a really great uh, piece that I want to just highlight here. We're not going to have a ton of time to talk about this, Molly, but uh, it's in the Atlantic. My mother was wrong about Roe versus Wade uh, in about 30 seconds or less. Uh, how's your mom reacting? She was, you know, uh, early. She's a feminist. She she marched. She stood up for this. It, how's she feeling about the fact that this actually might be overturned? Uh, I think she's pretty upset. I mean, the whole thing is awful. I mean, it's. You know, it's funny because it's like it's awful for any number of reasons, but it's really but there's something it's even worse than I thought it would feel like we all saw it coming. But there's something about your country's, you know, your country's highest court saying that they don't trust women with their own bodies. That is just absolutely crushing. And especially because this is a right. And and, you know, Alito writes in this decision that there's, you know, I mean, he writes a lot of, this is a crazy decision if you read it, and there's a lot of crazy stuff in there. But one of the things he writes is that there is no history of women having abortions or that there's no, that it's not in the fabric of the society. And we have had the right to choose for 50 years. So think about that, 50 years. It is, I never have lived in a, in an America where women couldn't have the right to end their own pregnancy, and I will. 
in June. So I think it's pretty heartbreaking. Molly, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, I hope that, you know, you can withstand the trolls. And I'm sorry to hear that you were doxxed. That's horrible. Thank you for having me. Molly Jong-Fast is a writer at The Atlantic and host of the New Abnormal podcast.